Blog Talk Radio.
All right, everybody, welcome to the show. We are back with another edition of the Urban Wire. This is going to probably be a very quick um, episode. We're probably going to get back on this, but I'm going to probably start off with the conversation this week. Um, I don't know how many people got the word that we're going to do a Saturday show today, but it's just a last-minute show. Um, not sure if James is going to show up or not this week, but um, definitely I'm going to at least start talking about the issue, and we'll probably pick up on it um Probably in a couple of weeks, because next Saturday is the big to-do downtown Pride, so we're probably going to be on air next week. But, um, yeah, I mean, if we are on air, it's probably going to be Monday night or Thursday, one of those nights. But um, we'll let you know. We'll send out bulletins. If you're not a part of our Facebook group page, you need to get on there, look up the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, um, UCOFW. And join us there where you'll get updates on um, what's going on with us, um, the podcast, and as well as our um, YouTube videos. And also, we do have a YouTube channel. I urge everyone to get on there and subscribe. And that channel is www.youtube.com slash UCOFW. So get on there, check out our videos, comment, rate, um, and just share with us your opinions on, you know, the various topics that we have uh, on there. But uh, what I'm going to probably do is um, go to another go to another song, and then I'm going to come back, and we'll probably jump into um, our topic today. And then I'm just going to let you guys go on this very hot Saturday afternoon. Um, if you want, feel free to call call in. It's six four six nine one five eight two zero zero. Um we do have the chat room on Blog Talk Radio officially open, so if you want to get on there, create a um account for free and um chat with us in there. We we you can do that. And also we plan on having our instant messenger service up soon, so we'll let you know more about that. Um trying to see what else is going on. Twitter, don't forget our Twitter account. We're going to start doing more postings on Twitter. Um, and well, I just want to thank all the subscribers, old and new. Um, um, and uh, that's pretty much it for now. We're just going to go to another uh, song or two, and then we're going to come back with our topic for today. I'm 
All right, that was Jennifer Hudson and her in her from her newest C D that was just released recently. Uh it's called Where You At? Uh, we're back to the show and you know, I just wanted to jump into this topic real quick. Um probably gonna spend ten or fifteen minutes on this and then we're just gonna wrap this show up. And uh we'll pick this topic up here soon. I don't know when we're gonna do it, but um no, we probably we might even do it tomorrow. We'll see. Um the topic today is coded racism, wolves and sheep's clothing. And I just want to take both of those topics and merge them into one, but definitely I want to break them down too. Um, when we talk about, I want to start off with wolves and sheep's clothing. And this could be applied to just about any particular situation, subgroup, or just any um, area of your life where you have people around you that claim to be for you and on your side, but when certain situations come to the forefront, we really see their true colors. And... I want you guys to begin to look at this uh, closely in your life because we all need to take inventory and see who are the people that we are allowing in our inner circle, who are the people that we are allowing to know intimate details about us, who are we allowing to uh, infiltrate our community, and we need to look at that and we need to see what are their motives. Because a lot of times when we allow people into our circle, we're just so freely and willingly, um, you know, we we let them just easily come into our circle. We We don't ask any questions. We don't ask their motives. We don't look at their history, you know, and... Those are those are things that are pertinent because if we don't do that from the beginning, then the end result will be disastrous. And I, I really don't want to go here, but I'm gonna go here as far as um, even I'll, I'll just use this for example. As far as race is concerned, we have a lot of people that even in your own community that act like they're down for the cause, they're down for their people, but really all they are out to do is to use and get over on their people. And it's not always outsiders coming in, too. It could be the people amongst our culture that are the worst kind. And and when when I use that title, wolves in sheep's clothing, you better believe that these are wolves. You know they 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 they're seeking who they may devour. They they're seeking who they may manipulate. They're seeking on who they can destroy. So we need to begin to look at that. And also, we have so-called people outside the community community that try to come into the community and act like they're all for blacks when they're doing nothing but using, manipulating, and destroying the community. Um, I'm struggling with if I should use this particular 
you know, I'm not going to do it at least on this episode. But there was someone I went out the other night, and this person claims to be so attracted to black men or attracted to black people in general. But yet, the stuff that comes out of their mouth when they're drunk totally goes against or contradicts what they say. So my thing is, either you're going to be for us or you're not going to be for us. You know, um, because there's one thing that just gets under my skin. I can't stand worse. So I'd rather you tell me who you are and where we stand instead of you leading me on thinking that you care about me and you have my best interest in heart when you don't. And then you try to use that excuse, well, I dated someone black. Just because you dated someone black does not mean anything to me. You hear? Because just because you screwing someone is black or you with somebody is black, that don't mean anything to me. Because if you're going to go by that, we, I'll take it back to slavery. I said a lot of those slave masters used to, to have sex, rape, and just misuse African-American women, impregnate them, and wouldn't give them any of the rights or any of the benefits that their white women had. You see what I'm saying? So just because you have a sexual relations with somebody, I wouldn't even say it's a relationship because that's not a true intimate thing that you have with them. A lot of times these people get with members of the opposite race because there's some sexual attraction you have, but you're embarrassed for the world to know, you see. And it's a lot of issues. Like, you don't respect them totally. You don't bring them around your friends. You don't bring them around your family. You don't do any of that. So what I need to know is, do you think that these are wolves in sheep's clothing? Because I think they are. You see what I'm saying? So we have to really be careful who we're opening ourselves up to, who we are allowing in our inner circles, because a lot of these people don't give a damn about you. So we have to look at that. We have to take inventory of the people that are around us and see, or is there any benefit of them being in our lives? Because once they take what they want from you and they screw your stuff up, then they on to the next one. That's always a motive behind anything. And you have to see if people's motives are going to benefit you or is it just benefiting them. Because that's a whole lot of people. They want to make their way into your inner circle or in your group, but they will not benefit you in any type of way. It's all about always about them. See? So I want us to begin to look at that. Begin to look at that and begin to make, excuse me, make positive decisions, make positive choices about who you allow to your inner circle. 
Now, we have a, a caller real quick. We're going to go right to the line. I think this is James. I'm going to see. I'm sorry. I was away from the computer for a second, but I just wanted to get off into the subject today, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, coded yeah. racism. Uh, you know what? I was actually listening to, to uh, some of the stuff that you were saying just a while ago, and you, you, hit, on, um, you hit on something that was really kind of important. You have to make sure when you're dealing with people that their motives are not one-sided. It's not all in their interest. They're not just trying to use you for their own game. You know, that you have something to benefit out of it as well. And um, mm-hmm. that's something that's really kind of important because people do that all the time, you know, and people and people allow them to be used in that kind of way. And that's something that people need to watch for, definitely. Definitely. And uh-huh. uh, I really, like I, like, I, like I mentioned in the beginning of, you know, when I, when I first started talking, the topic of the show is coded racism, wolves and sheep clothing. Now, these are two different titles, but they're one and the same. The two different things within a thing. Because when we're dealing with code, coded racism, we're dealing with people that, that, that act like they are in the best interest of the community, but yet they're wolves and sheep clothing. And it's different things that they do and say that are very questionable. Now, as far as the coded racism thing is concerned, because we've talked about this, what what comes to mind when you when I when I say that? Because I know we were talking about how a lot of people today, um, and you mentioned this in the previous show, how racism is not as overt as it used to be; it's more um, low key today. So, what 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 is your uh, ideas on coded racism? What does that mean to you? Well, when I was when I was you know speaking on the previous show, that actually was um, it, that pretty much you know subtly was the, the premise of what I was saying, which is racism has evolved, and right. people now are denying the fact that they are doing racist things because it is not in the same manner as it used to be. But racism still exists. It just evolves. So people are saying, well, if I don't use the N-word or if I don't um, negatively stereotype as much, if I'm not as abrasive, then I can't be racist because those are the things that racists do. And that's actually a misnomer because racism, and, you know, I'm, I just got to be frank here, we live in America, Okay. This is something that is a hard pill for people to swallow. But this country was built and has been and is being run by racism. This is a very racial country. There's no other country like this in the whole entire planet of Earth. America is a racist country. And even though we are making a lot of improvements and even though we are making a lot of strides, what people don't understand is that racism is in the fabric of everybody's lives, regardless of whether or not they want to admit it. It's in black people's lives. It's in white people's lives. This is something that we cannot erase. I think that it's a foolish concept for people to think that we're going to come together and we're going to have a completely um, uh, diverse country where it's going to be actually no racism at all whatsoever because at this point our country has been built on racism and our country has been such a racial country for so long that it's something that just can't be bleached or erased. It will never happen. What has actually happened is that people now just aren't as abrasive 
with it as they were in the past. Yeah. And that's where I think people get the concept of, of it being coded, you know. And actually, it's not coded at all. It's just not as in your face. It's not as abrasive. It's not so, as overt. So in other words, what seems to be called is just it's, it's only just evolved. It's, 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 it's evolved. It's evolved into mm-hmm. a whole new type of thing, just like the homo sapien evolved into the, you know, present-day human. You know, you can't look right. at that, that animal and say, we're not that. Because in actuality, yeah. as humans, we are you, of, we are of a monkey species. That is absolutely mm-hmm. true. So you can't, you can't go to the zoo and look at that and say, that's not me. Actually, that is you. <laughs> and they do it in the same kind of way we're racing yeah. because people say, oh, we're not burning down churches. We're not lighting crosses in people's front yards. You know, we're not marching. We're not putting on white robes, and we're not doing this type of thing, so we're not racist. And actually, you just involved into a much gentler, much more ideally packaged kind of racist. I mean, and, you know, a lot of times you have to really make people aware because, like I said, you know, racism is in the fabric of everybody. It's just something that just is, you know, and, and, and it's, it's a hard pill to swallow for some people, but this is, just a, this is just the country that we're living in, dealing with slavery and all of these different issues. This is something that we'll never be able to get away from, and we'll actually make more progress by accepting that and saying, you know what, I understand that I have this mentality and it's nothing that I can do. I didn't ask for it. This is just the way that it is, dealing with the circumstances that we deal with. Okay, cool. You will make more progress by accepting that and then learning how to grow from that than just denying the fact that it exists at all. It's kind of like sweeping it up under a rug. It's so much dirt that's swept up under this rug that it's just like a it's like a blanket over a big pile of sand now at this point. And people are still just imagining that it's just a flat rug on the floor. That's not it at all. You're right. going to make actually right. more progress by noticing that it's there, noticing that it's there, and then trying to sweep some of the sand up under the rug than just walking past it and saying, oh, look at that beautiful rug laying on the ground. I see nothing wrong with this picture. Mm. And, and, and in that case, you would say America is the rug itself, but underneath exactly. that rug is – and we, we got to look at – you made a good point. We have to look at things for what they really are, the, the cold, ugly truth. You know, it is. think That's about what it, it is. is like, yeah, under, underneath this rug of um, of America, we have genocide, we have poverty, racism, we have a whole denigration of groups of people, um, we have um, lack of education, a lack of resources, we have a we have a um, we have a uh, upper middle, we have an upper class that pretty much it's, it's, um, it's, it's not proportional to, you know, the resources aren't being distributed. You know, people say that there's opportunities out here for all. Okay, which I'll give you that, but, you know, I, I'm going to throw this in here real quick. You know, and this, this ties into what we're talking about, coded racism, or, you know, or, or, as we're looking at it now, it's evolved racism. It's like, you know, people say, well, I'm not racist, but yet, I had a conversation with somebody the other night, and I just had to cut it short. And this is somebody that, you know, that acts like they're so liberal, but they're conservative at one time, at the, at the same time. And they they look at Obama, they, they don't look at him as the president. They call him Obama. And they had the nerve to actually say that he don't love this country. We need a president that loves this country. And that's why I had to cut the conversation short, because... It seems to me like people only think that you can be patriotic if you're an all, all-American white male, and you, you can't be American or you can't 
take part of the American dream if you're not white. Well, now, you have to realize to me, you have to. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you short, but you have to realize the oh, imagery that's associated. You have to realize the imagery that's associated with that too. And at the end of the day, what they used to call it in war times is propaganda. They would show you something, right. and they would use imagery, and they would use words. And and after they use it so much, you become trained into believing that this is the imagery that you associate with this. I, I use religion as a as a concept, if you will. Follow me mm-hmm. for a second. Look at the pictures okay. that you always see of Jesus. Okay, you never see a black Jesus. Never. You never mm. see a black Jesus. So when people think of Jesus, they think of a white man with straight hair. The funny thing about it is, is that in the Bible it tells you that Jesus came from Africa, northern Africa, and he right. had hair like wool. Hair like wool would be more so coarse, hair like ours. And they said that he had skin that was dark in complexion. This is actually in the Bible. But the imagery that you see of Jesus is always going to be a white male with straight long hair as far as American Christianity goes. Okay, so this is the imagery that they associate with this. Now, this is the connection I'm going to make. Whenever you see All-American or whenever people say All-American, they don't show African-Americans. They don't do that. They show the imagery of the All-American, blonde hair, blue eyes, or that type of thing, brown hair, brown eyes. But it's always Caucasian. So that's the imagery that you associate with that. It's the same thing as far as the imagery with beauty, too. Whenever you see beauty products, you see black beauty products, but they are for black people. They're not for the general public. They're not for general Americans. You never see that. You never see a, um, a, a, a Avon commercial, and it has, you know, mostly black people selling products to white Americans. It's not going to happen because they feel like, you know, the imagery that's associated with that, they want it to go to their, their market base. The problem with that is that when you have this imagery and you associate it with those type of titles, you make people feel disassociated altogether. Example. Yeah, and I'm going to say, go ahead. For somebody to say all-American, I would feel like that's not me. Because when I see those mm-hmm. images and I see those words and I see that title All American, I see the image. I see the image that's associated with it. It's absolutely nothing like me. It's the opposite of me. So if people say, "Do you feel All American?" I would have to say no, because right. I'm not the image that's created. You know, under under that under that um, ideology. But um, going back to what you said um, earlier, as as far right. as uh, you know, as far as the um, the, the coded thing, um, I feel like a lot of times people have to um people have to uh, separate ignorance from rudeness because a lot of times what okay. people do is they actually say things out of complete ignorance and then right. you right. know it, it's it's upon you to really educate them and let you know this is not really actually right. how it is this is right. just you know the ignorance that has been perpetuated by people for years and years and years and years you know that's where people don't really um that's what that's where people don't really stand up you know and I can even go to say and I hate to use this and but this really was evident to me, and this wasn't like the the thing that sealed the deal with me. But this was something that just kind of, you know, went ahead and said, you know what, this this pretty much validates what I had been thinking because I was watching during the Obama campaign the the, the whole, you know, him running for president, and I said, you know what, I said people need to start realizing that everybody in America is racist to a certain extent, black people included. Everybody who has been born here is racist to a certain extent. And I noticed it was with the Obama campaign because as we were going through the election, I'm watching the news and I'm watching, um, um, you know, a lot of the um, campaign coverage, and they do this thing where they, they, they give an approval rating. And they go and they do surveys and they say, you know, what is Obama's approval rating? And Obama's approval rating in every country other than America, other than America, Obama's approval rating was 90% or higher 
compared to the mm. other candidates. Ninety percent in countries that that have a percentage of a black population of less than one percent. Obama's approval rating was ninety percent, and at that same time that his approval rating was ninety percent or higher in America, his approval rating was barely over fifty five percent. In every other country, 90% being the lowest figure, the absolute lowest figure of all the countries, every country that they did this survey, his approval rating was 90% or better. And we're talking Germany, we're talking Middle East, we're talking Europe, we're talking Australia, we're talking Africa, we're talking Southern America, Central America. His approval rating is 90% or higher, but in America, it's around 55%. Wow. Now, for somebody to look at that kind of That's statistic and say it has, it is, it, yeah. is, it is. But the but the problem is, a lot of these people are not doing this to harm, and they're not doing this because it's not it's not uh, deliberate at all whatsoever. What it is is it's just ignorance, and it's in the fabric of how this country has been created. You have to realize that people came over here and took this land from Indians, and then they became successful off the labor, free labor, of slaves. And after slavery was ended, they didn't look at African Americans in the same kind of way that they looked at themselves, partially because they had laws in place for so long. We're not talking about one or two years, okay? I'm only 26 years old, okay? So I was born in 1984. We're talking about something that, if you want to be relative to my time period, had been going on since probably about 1910. Laws that said African Americans were... As far as um, you know, value goes, are a little bit over livestock. One <laughs> third of a white human. This is our value, one third. Okay, and they also said that if you had one sixteenth of African American blood in you, you were not to be considered Caucasian. Which I which which I've never understood that like. How are you? And this, and this, you know, I'm gonna get on up for a minute. How are you? And this, this is why I don't understand the whole. This, this is why the whole light skin versus dark skin um, um, thing is, is irrelevant to me. Because, like you just mentioned, if you have a drop, we might as well just say you have a drop of African American heritage or lineage in your blood, then they they still consider you black. They do. They you, absolutely you, do because the blood is the blood is the blood is tainted to at that point. That we have within our community, community is they're they're irrelevant. It's, it's irrelevant when you look at the bigger picture. Exactly, and you know what? And and my 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 thing in this, I'm not trying to really you know I'm not really trying to blame anybody or point the finger or even right. sound like I'm right. uh, you know doing this reverse racism thing. But what I'm trying to get people to understand is that it's not you can't go from a hundred years of you know, the government telling you that this is okay and this is fine and all of your peers and masses saying that this is fine and okay. You can't go through 100 or 200 years of that and then, you know, just completely wipe it away the next day. Slavery is ended, okay, everything is cool now, you're on our list. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it's going to work. We can go inside. We can go through the drive that. That's not how it's going to work. And then one thing that you touched on earlier is is about the slave owners, you know, and the sexual relationships and the types of things that they were doing, you know, and, and using using for sexual gain. It's already been proven that Thomas Jefferson had children with slaves, the third president of the country. 
raped slave women and actually had mixed children. There are people who they have DNA tested and found out that they are directly related to Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Wow. But they don't reap any of those benefits. As a matter of fact, they don't even they don't even get you know the respect and and the title of having an American president no, in their in, as yeah. part of their bloodline. Yeah, but this this stuff is almost is another thing I really want to um, touch on when we were talking about the whole um, the, the called it race racism and how it started, how it kind of leaked into it's not just national like the thing that we're dealing with here, but it's an international thing too. Because I was going to tell you about a story I seen um, on uh, well. It's this, it's this channel on YouTube that I watch, and they keep you know they keep you well you know um, informed about uh, progressive politics and things of that nature, things that happen nationally and internationally. There's a um, lady, and I think that she she lives in China, and um, her daughter is 12 years old, and the, the daughter she's beautiful, she's very talented, um, she you know. Um, She's academically, she's, she's exceeding, and, you know, you know, a lot of her peers and stuff like that, she's doing very well, has a very promising future. She's really into the arts. Um, she's a, um, she, she performs, she does ballet, things of that nature. And, um, but there's one problem. And the girl is beautiful, but she doesn't look at her beauty as, she doesn't look at her culture or her heritage or her, uh, things that identify her as you know as as Chinese, she she looked at that as a flaw. So what this mother is allowing this girl to do at twelve years old, because she wants to achieve a more quote Western unquote look, a Western look, you know, because she feels that her looks are not beautiful. So she wants to go have surgery on her eyes. She wants to have. Um, just pretty much reconstruct her whole face to to achieve a more Western, in other words, a more white look. And the mother is condoning this. Instead of you teaching your child to uh, to embrace her differences, and you know you teaching her at a young age that this is acceptable. And I, and I know a lot of parents want the best for their children, but you know, it's it's very sad that she has all these other qualities, but you want her to, you know, instead of just embracing those, you want her to change all like her physical appearance so she can fit in with mainstream society. And it's very disturbing because you know it's just not it's not just this situation. We have people in America like blacks that will or uh, that will try to bleach their skin. But what's so funny about it is a lot of them are trying to get darker. They're trying to achieve our look, you know. So it's just one of those things that we have uh, not only a coded racism, but it's coded hatred, too, towards ourselves. And we're trying to achieve uh, or trying to to fit into a culture, like, like I mentioned before, that does not want you or was never intended for you to succeed anyways. You know, so it's just it's very sad that we're dealing with issues like that today to where a lot of people feel that they have to they have to to 
I would say mutilate their bodies. I, I, I call it self-mutilation. You know, you're mutilating your body to fit into this mainstream culture. And, it, and it's very sad that so that they, they don't have anything else to offer besides their looks. So they, they don't think that they have anything else to bring to the table. And it, they don't match that mainstream image, then they're nothing. And I think, and I fought the parents for that. I think, I think you have to teach your kids a sense of having, killing them a, 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 a sense of self pride when they're younger, so they don't have to dealt this shit that they have to face out in the world. They, they can let it roll off their back. The people that can't handle this stuff are the people that weren't validated. If you start off with your kids when they're younger and tell them that, yes, you may not be white, but you're black and beautiful, and you have a whole lot that you can offer to society, you don't have to follow through these traps. You see what I'm saying? I think a lot of parents don't do that. I don't know, but that's just my thought about it. I understand. It makes perfect sense. Um, hmm. I don't know, but I just wanted to like pretty much get you on know, here today and just put those, you know, you know, put 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 a couple of seeds of thoughts, you know, seeds in your mind and just allow that to cultivate your mind throughout the week. Because there's a lot point. of stuff to uh, kind of meditate on and think up on as far as like coded racism is concerned. Because it's not only coded racism, it's coded hatred. And then I want the cookie you know? dough. So, Many I, I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, and it, and there's yeah. a couple more things I want to uh, touch on before we get off the air. Okay, um, let me just touch. Let me touch on that one thing that you just said real quick. And I was inside yeah, the restaurant, ahead. so I wouldn't really want to just you know speak. It's a really courageous conversation. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Tell you. Let me tell you about the self mutilation thing. And I feel like that's really very sad. And I feel like whoever's parent that is definitely misguided that person because the one thing that you don't want to do in life is lose touch of where you come from because that's actually what gives you your identity and your uniqueness. And once you lose your identity, who are you? Who are you Mm. as a person? You don't have that, okay? And I will say one thing that I have noticed, and maybe I'm biased in looking at this, but I do not believe so, is that the African-American community is much more embracing of other races adopting our culture. The problem that I have with that, and it's not necessarily that I have a problem, but the thing that, you know, I I dislike about that is that it's very much of a double standard. And we allow people to embrace our culture, but these are the same people who deny us because of our culture. And that Mm. is a, you know, that's that's a real problem to me. In, in my opinion, because you have these people that adopt this culture, and the funny thing about it is that they adopt everything except the racism and discrimination. They take all hmm. of the good, and they don't have to endure any of the bad, any of the negativity, any uh, any of the even oh, if it's not God. negativity, it's a lack of positivity. They don't endure the that lack is of positivity. The truth. And then, you know what, you hit the nail on the head because I've noticed this, and you can tell me if you've noticed this too. You notice how a lot of them, you know, a lot of the people that do that, uh, like you said, they embrace everything from, uh, you know, from the black culture, all, you know, this, that, and the other, even the sex aspect, the sexual aspects of it. 
But when you start talking to them one-on-one and opening up to them about some of the hardships that we have to deal with as a group of people, they can't identify with it. If you talk about the whole, like, discrimination, the discrimination that we face. Well, they don't identify with it because they don't have to endure it. That's the thing. They they will never understand what it's like because they have the best of both worlds. And it's funny because, you know, it's it's very funny because I find that in the gay community that these, you know, especially Caucasian, okay, but not necessarily Caucasian, but especially Caucasian, these Caucasian people that emulate this black culture actually have the adulation of these gay men, but the people – us ourselves, we don't receive that same adulation from those same places, and a lot of it is is going back to the imagery and the propaganda that black is not beautiful. We are not seen in the beautiful light because this is not the imagery. Our imagery is not associated with beauty, and it has been trained and brainwashed into people that that is not so the case. And you know, I hate to bring up pornography, but pornography plays a major part as far as sexual attraction goes. And I'm I'm very mm-hmm. upset over the pornography producers because if you look at pornography, you will always see the black male being an aggressive creature. You will always mm-hmm. see him being a domineering creature. You will always see him in a light where his um, sexual, um, you know, his his penis for for I mean I, you just have to call it is what it is. It would always be someone who is you know and, and look at the verbiage they use like monster. Uh, big black, mm-hmm. huge, this type of thing, and this is the imagery that's associated. So then you have these people that are outside of the black race who are seeking individuals because they want this, because this is the imagery that people are saying this is what you want, this is what this is what is liked about this culture, this is what they have to offer, and we have much more to offer, and we actually have people who are very beautiful, but you don't really see too many beautiful. You know, beautiful black men in porn, unless they are, you know, domineering, um, you know, big muscle, top, aggressive, you know, type of thing. And, and that's what they come to expect, and that's what they come to um, agilize. And or, they, men, or, you know, or they have all this, have, have the DL, like the DL porn, or thug, thug porn, thug on thug, or, like, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and it, like you said, it bleeds over into people. Real life. Take. If, yeah, real life. It over they, into they real life. If you're not a top, it, and if you don't have ten, twelve inches, they don't even look at you. You can be a very beautiful person, and you can have all person. have your ducks in a row. They don't want anything to do with you because you don't fit this stereotype. Because mm-hmm. it's the imagery that's associated with what is wanted. This is the imagery associated with you know what we have to offer as far as the Asian goes. And I'm not Asian, and I don't want to offend anybody who may be you know. I don't want to offend anybody from that culture, but I right. have noticed the funny thing, and it's a complex issue between Caucasians and Asians because their their complexity is not like African-American complexity at all. The funny thing about Asians is that Asians, for from what I have been able to tell, and not all of them, okay, but enough of them to where it has kind of sparked a flag with me, is that they really idealize Caucasian success. They actualize yeah. America, capitalism, and the success that was created here, okay, because they don't have that financial freedom and they don't have that financial success in their own country, and they don't have the freedom of, you know, like religion and all the rights that we have over here. So they, you know, they pretty much idolize, you know, Caucasians, and, and, if, and, and they do it to an extent to where it's dangerous to their own culture because I, I feel like they are washing out 
their own culture in a um, That's a very to, beautiful culture. I don't see why they would. Do it, that it's now. a very beautiful culture, okay? But they, I, I believe that they do that to try to emulate the success. And I think that they think that if they look and they speak and if they act the same kind of way, that they will achieve those same kinds of results. The problem is, is that America was built on free labor, okay? So they, we have had a heads up from the very beginning of our country because our country didn't start in the way that normal countries started, whereas you would have to pay someone to do work, America didn't. So America built an empire of free labor, okay? And then when the country started after slavery had ended, we had a head start on so many other countries. We started this country quickly and we took off very quickly because we didn't have to pay those dues that normal people had to pay. The problem when people do that, okay, when they when they take admiration to that point is that they actually wash out their own culture and and that is a very beautiful culture and I think it's a very dangerous thing to do. Now, as far mm-hmm. as Caucasians and how they look at Asians, the, the the strange thing about Asians is that Asians take education far more seriously than America right. does. Not just Caucasian America, but America in general. They take it they take it a lot more serious, and their educational yeah. system over there is a lot. It's, it's, it's uh, much more advanced. Actually, and it's, it's, more, it's, 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 it's super it's, uh, our, it's, um education. I mean, by far, okay, and it's much more aggressive. Yeah. By the time Asians are in the seventh grade, they are usually college level as, as far mm-hmm. as education system goes, okay? So then they become educated, then they come over here. The one thing about Caucasians is that Caucasians really, and America in general, not just Caucasians, but America in general really um, – they have this idea that education equals success. So the more educated you are, the more potential that you have to become successful. So I've noticed that a lot of Caucasians actually will give Asians a pass and a lot more credit because they feel like they are superior intellect-wise. Funny Mm. thing is that they don't give them their just due credit and I think that's something that that community should start fighting for because you, I've bumped into Asian-American people, especially while in college, and foreign exchange students and people that came over here with a temporary visa. And these people were two or three times smarter than the average student, but the average right. student would only give them credit for being a little bit wiser. They never hmm. wanted to just give it up. They never wanted to just say, you know what, you have been so educated, you are so far more advanced than I am in your in your field of study that I can't hold a candle to you. So those are the times when Caucasians seem to discriminate, and it's it's not really a discrimination because they don't at that point they don't have the power to really be superior, but they will diminish and kind of belittle how advanced their education actually is. I've come to notice that. I've also come to notice that Asians also seem to do, um, you know, and, and and this is this is um, you know this is the the trait of a uh, of a culture that is going to be very successful. They are willing to do the things that we as Americans have too much pride to do, mm-hmm. and make a fortune by doing so. And I think that the ideology behind that is, you know taking a couple steps back to take a couple steps forward because I know Asians, I, I have a couple of friends 
that are, you know, of that descent, and they have done some of the most mundane things, and then mm-hmm. ten years later were very ahead in life. And but you, you know, you know some I know about, something else I know about them too. They don't get caught up in this whole debt system. They don't get caught up in debt, and they don't, and they don't get caught up in this materialist thing. Materialist, not materialist. Because that's. That, that's, uh, that's, 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 American, that's American culture, though, because those cultures, yeah. they, they, the way that they spend their money, the way that they handle their money and their finances is totally different because a lot of them aren't really, a lot of them aren't so involved in status symbols. A lot of them, a lot, a lot of them are more into um, saving, being frugal. A lot of them are more so into investing for the future, making sure that anything that they do has an actual return. Where here we're more so consumers basing, you know, a lot of our purchases on personal gain, happiness. Right, right. So, I mean, and, it, and it's good, like I said, it's good for us to start looking at these issues, too, because, like, a lot of people, what they try to do is, like, since, like you said, it's like it's more of a thing that is racing is not coded today. I mean, it's coded in certain, in certain instances, but it's just more, it's evolving. And I don't want people to get to the... Um, I don't want people to get to the point to where they are um, starting to kind of like this, diminish like the whole idea of racism or prejudice in this country because it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? We cannot get caught up in the idea that because like things aren't as out in the open as it is, it doesn't exist. So we really have to be careful with that. Um, I think we lost James, but um, like I said, we're going to probably wrap the show up here anyway in a couple minutes. I just want to get on here today and just talk about the subject uh, for a little bit. And um, that's about it. I'm going to go to a quick song, and then when we come back, uh, we'll wrap it up. Put, 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 put your silverware in the air if you eating on them. 
Urban Water Child. I think we're just going to wrap it up today. Uh, we'll have a show one day next week. It's going to be a really busy week um, in preparing for Pride and everything else. We'll be on vacation next week. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But definitely, uh, just, just keep a lookout this month. We're going to have a lot of good things coming up, a lot of good guests. And just keep supporting us, you know. Uh, like I said, Twitter. We're on twitter.com slash UCOFW. We're on YouTube. Make sure you get on there and subscribe to UCOFW. Um, thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening. And um, you can always check us out. We're on iTunes, too. Um, you can go to, just go to Google and put in um, uh, UCOFW or the Urban Coalition of Finance Writers. Put in iTunes, and then we'll pop right on up. Or you can come to blogtalk.com, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash UCOFW. Listen to all our um, previous episodes. Um, don't forget Michael Snyder's uh, website, sunrisehumanity.com slash UCOFW. Um, he has his YouTube channel, too, Sunrise Humanity. Um, so go there and subscribe to him. And that's pretty much it, you know. Um, I guess I will catch you guys on the flip side. You know, make sure you stay cool outside. I know here in Indianapolis it's pushing 100 degrees. Like, you know, about early it was like 97 degrees out. So make sure if you have um, any older relatives, make sure you check on them today. Make sure you keep your children cool, you know. Go swimming, uh, just stay, just if you if you can, you got air conditioning, just stay indoors, you know, um, until at least a little later, because it's very, very, very hot outside today. But anyways, I just want to thank you guys for checking us out. Love you guys. I really appreciate all the support that you give us um, each and every time. So until next time, take care. And remember, this is the Urban Wire, where we shine the light on issues impacting the Urban community. This is Seneca Harris, and I'm signing off.